Today I'm starting a new sermon series called The Story of No. The Story of No. The Christmas story is a story of no. That there are four hard no's that God transformed into yeses. And that is how the Christmas story came to be. And had any one of those no's remained a no, the story would have stopped right there. And throughout this series, I want to encourage you to be aware of your no's. Because some of them, God's going to transform into yeses. Because that's how his his miraculous power is released in the earth. He's got to start with a no and turn it into a yes. Matthew chapter 1, beginning at verse 18. Matthew chapter 1, beginning at verse 18. This is what it says. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make a public example, make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Verse 22. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Verse 24. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Lord, speak to us this morning by the power of your word and spirit, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The passage we just read uses such formal language, doesn't it? It sounds so formal, so religious, so spiritual. But the reality of what we just read if you were actually living it out, let me give you the new ghetto translation, the NGT. The East Oakland translation. Joseph was in love with this young lady. She was fine. Beautiful in every way. He loved her personality and He loved everything about her, and he wanted to make her his wife. So he set up this little thing with his friends and surprised her with a ring one day, got on one knee, and said, will you marry me? And all his little friends came out, and they all said, you know how the millennials do these days. We didn't do, I mean, we, we, you know, I took her to to a restaurant and then got on one knee outside the restaurant. Nobody there. I, I felt so stupid watching all these millennials propose. They have everybody jump out of a truck. 
They float the wedding ring down in a hot air balloon. <laughs> Whatever he did, he proposed, and Mary said yes, and then they had a celebration. Everybody's excited. They're engaged to be married, and Joseph is the happiest man alive because yeah. he's engaged to be married to the most beautiful woman alive. But then something terrible happened. Yeah. She turned up pregnant. She probably tried to hide it at first, but then realized, I'm going to have to tell him at some point. So she comes to him and says, I don't know how to say this, but I missed a period. I actually missed two periods. I, I, I'm pregnant. Joseph was like, what? Who is he? What's his name? I'm going to have to kill somebody. Remember, this is the NGT. She's like, no, 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 no. It's the Holy Spirit. He's like, woman, don't mess with me. Talking about the Holy Spirit. You pregnant because it's the Holy Spirit. Trying to blame God for this. Don't try to spiritualize this. She's like, no, for real. I haven't been with the man. Joseph, Listen. I'm old enough to know how this works, okay? You don't get pregnant without being with the man. I want to know what his name is. Drop his location immediately because he's about to have a little talk with Jesus. No, Jesus wasn't born yet. And Joseph, something rises up in him. There was this hard no that came out of him. No way. No way. no way. This relationship is over. Yeah. It's done with. There's no way this could move forward. No way I'm marrying a woman who is pregnant with another man's baby. No way. It ain't mine's. Yeah. I don't know whose it is. All I know is it ain't mine's. Yeah. They went on Mari Povich or something. I don't know what. <laughs> you, know, you are not the father. <laughs> no way. No way. The Christmas story begins with a no way. And it's spoken in such formal language. And being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, he had it in mind to put her away secretly. Translation, he said, hell no, I ain't marrying her. But I'm not putting it out on Facebook. I'm not doing an Instagram post about it. I'm definitely not marrying her. But I'm not going to, y'all not going to see the way I'm talking behind the scenes. I'm just going to publicly, when people ask me, I'm just gonna, it just didn't work out. Didn't, but behind the scenes, it was a hard, this was a nice way of saying that Joseph said, no way. No way. Same thing Sonny said to me. No way. It ain't going to happen. Ain't never going to happen. But look what the Lord has done. Joseph goes to sleep with his no way, but wakes up the next morning with a yes, Lord. How did that happen? He goes to sleep with a no way, a hard no, an absolutely not. Under no circumstances. It's not possible. It's not probable. Yeah. It's not feasible. Yeah. Ain't happening. And he woke up the next morning with the, all right, let's, let's do this. 
Yes, Lord. Yeah. How did that happen? Because between the time he went to sleep and the time he woke up in the morning, an angel of the Lord visited him and gave him revelation. And this was the revelation. The thing that you thought God was not in, God is in. This is what moves the Christmas story forward. The first revelation is the thing that you thought God was not in, God is in. The place that you thought God was not, God is there. The thing that you don't want, God is there, God is in it. You want what you thought you didn't want. That's the revelation. And God transformed Joseph's no way to a yes, Lord. We used to sing this song. God will make a way. Where there seems to be no way. And whenever we sing that song, we think of God making a way where there seems to be no way, moving obstacles out of the path so that you can get the thing you want. That's how we tend to think of it. God will make a way where there seems to make a way for what? The thing you want. We always want God to make a way for us to obtain the thing that we desire when sometimes God makes a way by removing your internal no way. That sometimes the thing that hinders you from possessing what God wants you to have Mm -hmm. is your own want or your own don't want. Your own no is in the way of the will of God for your life sometimes. And God will make a way where there seems to be no way by speaking to your no way and saying yes way. I'm in the thing that you thought I was not in. Yes way. And I realized that actually it's not just the story of Christmas. It's the entire biblical story. The entire biblical story is full of no ways that God transforms into yes lords. The entire biblical story, and I was thinking about it, it's like over and over and over again, over and over again. And there's different levels. So this is not in chronological order, but first guy that comes to mind is this dude Jonah. You remember Jonah? In Jonah chapter 1, God speaks to Jonah and says, arise and go to Nineveh and prophesy against them. Prophesy to them. Tell them 90 days. And he knows they're going to repent, so he doesn't want to go. Arise and go to Nineveh. And the next verse says, so Jonah arose to flee. God said, arise and go. He arose to flee. He went the opposite direction that God told him to go. God said, go over there to Nineveh. He went over there to Tarshish. He said, no way. But he said it with his feet. His was a hard no, even after he knew God was in it. See, the difference between Joseph and Jonah is that Joseph, when he said no way, he didn't know God was in it yet. The moment Joseph realized God was in it, Joseph said, okay, yeah, yeah, let's go, let's go. Jonah knew God was in it and still said no. That's called rebellion. You see, not all of your no ways are rebellion. Only the no ways that you know God is in. And you're still saying no. That is rebellion. But some of you here, you got some no ways that you just don't know. You don't know whether God's in it or not. If you got the heart of Joseph, your heart says, Lord, the moment I know you're in it, you got my yes. But Jonah said, I know God is in it. I'm still saying no. I'm up out. 
And that's when God starts sending whales and stuff to swallow you up. The, listen, the scariest thing you can do is run from the will of God. It's the worst place in life to be. It's to know the will of God and intentionally go the other direction. Woo-wee. But what about his grace? Oh, yeah, he's very gracious. The whale will swallow you but not kill you most of the time. But he'll still swallow you. You still got to get thrown off the boat. That was level one, just no, rebellion. Yeah. And God has to compel you to obey. Yeah. Okay. The will of the Lord will prevail. Wow. Literally with every human being on planet earth, one day every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Some will take longer than others. And, and, and the scary thing is that some aren't going to bow the knee until they hear him say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, for I never knew you. That's scary. That's really scary. I don't know. I wake up. I want to get up every day and say, you know what? Let's just get this done. (laughs) You know, Jesus Christ is the Lord. I don't want you to have to compel me. The second was Moses. God appears to him in the burning bush. I'm the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I've heard the groaning of my people in Egypt. I'm concerned about them. I've come down to worship, to rescue them. So you, go, go to Pharaoh and say, thus says the Lord, let my people go so that they may worship me. And Moses said, no way, no way. I don't talk so good. I'm not a very good leader. Last time I tried, I failed. You got the wrong guy. Moses resisted. But at the end of that discussion, he submitted. He resisted, he resisted God for a moment. But here's the key. He stayed in the presence of God until his heart submitted. Wow, that's good. You see, sometimes you'll get a revelation and you'll know this is God, but you still won't want to do it. You'll know this is God, but your heart still resists. You'll know it's God, but there's still in no way. That is okay as long as you make the decision Moses made. I'm not leaving the burning bush till my heart says yes. Sometimes I got to get on my knees and stay on my knees until my heart submits to what I know is the will of God. I can think of a great example of this one in my own life. Let's see. December 2018. I believe it was like December 28th, 2018. This man here, Bishop Robert Daniels, calls me. Actually, let's go back a couple years. It was sometime in 2015 or 2016. He calls me on the phone. said, oh, I was in prayer for you this morning. And the Lord said, you're going to have a powerful church in El Cerrito. And I thought, bless his heart. I know he hears from God sometimes. But this time, he's just missed it. (laughs) Because there ain't no way. El Cerrito, can anything good come out of El Cerrito? Ain't nothing over there in El Cerrito? He said, Lord have mercy. I thought, no way. Mm Mm-mm. Nah. A couple years goes by. December 28th, 2018, he calls me on the phone. The word of the Lord for you in 2019 is in 2019, the Lord's going to bring before you things that you've never considered and lead you in a way that you have never gone. But you must be careful 
because you might quickly say no to the will of God for your life. God's going to reveal his will to you in 2019, but it's not going to be what you think it is. And it's not going to be in the direction that you thought you were going to go. So be careful that you don't quickly say no to the will of God for your life. I said, amen, amen. The word of the Lord always sounds good when you receive it, right? Ooh, yes, ooh, hallelujah. Mm, something I never thought of before. God, ooh. Because the word of the Lord is often sweet in the mouth but sour in the belly. It sounds so good. It tastes so good when it first comes to you, but when it actually starts to work its way out, and it's like fighting the enzymes in, in, on the inside of you, it's like, ooh, that don't feel good. Two weeks later, Mike Perkinson calls me, Pastor Mike Perkinson. He's mentored us for the last 17 years, 18 years. He goes, Benjamin, I've been trying to get this out of my heart for you for the last three weeks, but it keeps coming and it won't relent. I want you to talk to my friend, Jason Garcia. They have a church building in El Cerrito, and they're looking for a church to fill it. But here's the catch. You'd have to join the Free Methodist Church. <laughs> and two no ways <laughs> transpired in my spirit at the same time. El Cerrito, no way. And Free Methodist Church, no way. heck to the no. I'm not joining no mainline denomination, no, mm -mm. I don't even know what a free method is, but I don't want to know what a free Methodist is. <laughs> and then I remembered, Bishop Daniel said, don't quickly say no to anything. So I thought, okay, I won't quickly say no to this. <laughs> I'll slowly say no to this. <laughs> but it's still a no. And I met with Jason, he's like, go see the building. I'm like, all right, let's go see the building. We came here, we walked through this place, and this place was a dump. <laughs> as soon as I walked in here, I said, nope. No mm -mm. way. Nope, no way. It's not the place. God's not in it. Yeah. I told, and all the elders and trustees were here. And some of them were like, pastor, I see potential here. I'm like, well, I don't. My wife, we got to the car, my wife said, I think the question of whether God is calling us to join the Free Methodist Church or whether this is the building are two different questions. I said, nope, they're one and the same. <laughs> and the answer is no to both. I've got, I've got the word of the Lord, it's no. How many know that the fact that we're here today means that God made a way where there seems to be no way? He had to break stuff on the inside of me. And what he had to break on the inside of me was this presupposed idea of how my future is going to play out. Wow, wow. This presupposed understanding yeah. of what the will of God for my life is. Yeah. This presupposed idea of where God will lead me and where God will not lead me. Yeah. You remember Bishop Kirby preached that sermon on the zigzag God. Yeah. You think God's going straight to A to B. Instead, he zigs and he zags and he zigs and he zags. He takes you in ways that you had no idea you were going. And walking in the Spirit requires an openness of heart to God that says, God, you might have stuff in mind that I never dreamed of, that I never thought of, stuff that feels so wrong to me, feels so out of place to me, feels so out of character to me, but my heart is open to you. You have my unconditional yes. I just need to know it's you. I had to stay before the burning bush for a while. 
I was thinking about that. You know, we grew up in East Oakland. And then my parents bought this house in Union City. How unthoughtful of them. <laughs> they didn't consider any of our feelings. They even took us there. What do you guys think? I said, no, I'm from Oakland. I was born in Oakland. I was raised in Oakland. I'm from Oakland. I'm going to live in Oakland for the rest of my life. I'm never leaving Oakland. They came back a week later. We're closing escrow in 21 days. <laughs> what? I said, yep, and you're moving there. <laughs> I was so mad for the first month out there. And then I woke up one night, and I realized something. You hear that? You hear that? Exactly. <laughs> it's quiet. <laughs> no loud music, no screaming, no gunshots, nobody breaking into our house with us home, nobody stealing out the back of our vehicle. And all of a sudden I realized, why was I so tied to that neighborhood? I came home every night and ran in the house because I was scared. <laughs> if I came home after 10, I ran into the house every single night. I was scared in my own neighborhood. But isn't it funny how we can be so tied to stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. that God has to drag us kicking and screaming into wow. the better thing because wow, wow. we're so tied to the lesser thing. Wow, wow. Mercy. I had to stay at the burning bush for a while, yeah. but I'm so happy that there were some people around me who were patient enough with me yeah. <laughs> to be goal goalies. Every time I tried to walk away from the burning bush, they kicked me back over there. Get back. <laughs> <laughs> Until God transformed my no way yeah. Yeah. into a yes, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. The one I love the most, though, is Abraham. Because yeah. he never gave God a no way. Wow. He was living in a city named after his brother, Haran, with his father and their whole household, cousins. His kids would have uncles and aunts. And God said, get out of here. Where are we going, Lord? To the place I'll show you. When are you going to show me? When you get there. And Abraham said, okay. Yes, Lord. You see how submitted his heart was to God? This is you, Lord? Yep, it's me. Okay, let's go. Yes, Lord. That was Joseph's heart. Joseph had the heart of Abraham. All I need to know, Lord, is that you're in it. And once Joseph got the revelation, God is in it. He said, oh. Lord, remember last night I said, no way? Forget that. Let's do this. Yeah. And not just, all right, fine. <laughs> With a bad attitude, you know? Like if you got kids, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Clean your room right now. Fine! <laughs> Believers are like that all, and you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Where you say yes to God, but with an attitude. Yeah. Can you imagine if Joseph had that attitude? Fine call him Mary. I, fine. God said, I got to marry you. I don't like it, but I'm going to marry you, okay? Take care of this baby. They ain't mine. What if Joseph had that attitude? No, 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 no. 
Once his heart was, once he knew that God was in it, his heart was in it too. You see, this is the heart of the man or woman of faith. All I got to know is God's in it. If God's in it, my heart's in it too. Not just my obedience without my heart. My heart, because God is not looking at the outward appearance. He's looking at the heart. He's looking at obedience from the heart. So heart and soul, God, I'm in it. If you're in it, heart and soul, I'm in it. If you're going, heart and soul, I'm going. Let's go. Mary, let's do this. And all of a sudden, Joseph remembered how beautiful she was. And all of a sudden, he remembered how much he loved her. And all of a sudden, he remembered how much he wanted. And all of a sudden, he felt like he was the luckiest man in the world again. And what Joseph didn't realize was that God's overcoming his no way was not just so he could marry Mary. but that there was a whole miracle of the Christmas story wow. that hinged upon his yes. Wow. Wow. And the whole story we have started with Joseph saying yes to God at his own inconvenience. Wow. Yes to God and shifting his heart around the thing that he thought was a no. Him allowing God to turn his no into a yes opened the door for the entire Christmas story. And what is it just about? It's not just about Jesus being born, but the Savior of the world being born. That is literally what Joseph's yes made a way for, was for salvation to come to the entire world. Do you realize that sometimes your no way is a hindrance to salvation that God wants to bring? God is bringing salvation to the ends of the earth. But Joseph, you just have to say yes. The story that I love the most, that I almost can't tell without being reduced to tears, is the story of when God spoke to my wife when she was 26 years old and said, go to Korea and find your estranged father. And her heart first said, no way. That's not the way it works. I didn't leave him, he left me. You're talking to the wrong person. You better talk to him and tell him to come find me. (laughs) If he comes looking for me, that's cool. I haven't seen him in 15 years. You want me to go find him, the kid who was left behind? And the Lord said, yes, you're gonna follow the steps of Jesus because I didn't leave you, you left me, but I still came looking for you. Had I waited for you to come find me, you would have been lost in your sins. But instead, I came looking for you when you weren't looking for me. I came to save you when you weren't looking to be saved. And her heart said, yes, Lord. And with all of her heart and soul, she went to Korea to search for her father. Hadn't heard from him in 15 years. Didn't know where he lived. The story is amazing. She had to go to the, the city and search the databases to find a name. And this was not digitized. These were cards. And she had to convince the guy to let her search and then convince the guy to let her take the address and then go to that place. And his wife was there. And she said, no way. And my wife sat outside on the swings for multiple days, waiting all day. Not just because she was longing to see her daddy, it was obedience to God. Her heart was saying yes to God. And you know what the end of that story is? 
Not only did she find her father, and not only did she go back again and again and find him again and again and again, but she led him to Christ. And he's with the Father now because she said, yes, Lord. Salvation is on the other side of your yes to God. Salvation. Lives changed. Hope restored. Generations healed. All God needs from you is a yes. And to think that my no way to God can be a hindrance, not only to his yes to me, but to generations and to cities and to governments and to communities and to nations that sometimes all God needs is my yes. My yes moves me out of the way so that I'm no longer a hindrance to what God wants to do. Joseph didn't know how big his yes was. He had no clue how big that yes, Lord, was. He had no clue how powerful that one act of obedience was. He had no clue that when he woke up the next morning and said, let's do this, God's in it, I'm in it, that when he woke up and obeyed the command of the Lord, that the gates of hell were broken down, that the earth shook. He didn't know that salvation was being released into the earth. He didn't know that 2,000 years later, we are still the beneficiaries of that one yes that Joseph made to God. You have no clue how powerful your yes is. No clue how powerful your obedience is. No clue that when you say yes to God in one even seemingly insignificant way, that every time you say yes to God, the gates of hell are pressed back. The kingdom of God is established. Bondages are broken. Mm. Uh. Woo. Your yeses are powerful. Abraham had no idea how powerful his yes was. When Moses said yes at the burning bush, he had no idea that the power of that yes was powerful enough to bring an uh, an entire nation out of Egypt, out of slavery. It was powerful enough to cross the Red Sea and part it. It was powerful enough to keep the people of Israel through the desert. That one yes made a way where there seemed to be no way. The people of Israel, when they were crossing the Red Sea, had no idea that they were crossing through Moses' yes. This is the no way that I believe God's putting his finger on this morning. I want you to bow your heads. I want the worship team to come back. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. For some of you here this morning, not everybody, just maybe even a handful or a few, There is a fundamental decision to forgive someone in your life. And your no way has been so strong, you might as well have taken a board and a sharpie and written no way and hung it across your chest. People feel the power of that no way that have no clue even who you're saying no way to. 
your name might as well be no way. And you feel so justified. And you know what? You are justified. Because what happened to you was wrong. And your no way presupposes the deep-seated belief in you that forgiveness is unjust because that person doesn't deserve to be forgiven. And you know what? You're right. But neither do you and neither do I. The blood of Jesus Christ has spoken. It feels like your unforgiveness is just about you, but it's not. It feels like you're the only one it affects, but it doesn't. It's not true. You see, in order for Joseph to say yes to the Lord that morning, he had to forgive in his heart. That regardless of who was the cause of it, his world fell apart when he found out that the love of his life was pregnant with someone else's baby. Even if it was God's, it wasn't his. That's painful. But he had to forgive. He had to release. He had to let it go. There is salvation on the other side of your forgiveness. When you make the decision, I'm going to forgive. I'm going to forgive. And I'm going to release. I'm going to forgive. And I'm going to release. On the other side, it's a tsunami of salvation waiting to be released. And all you got to do is say yes to God. Submission to God is not the same thing as agreement with God. If you want A and God says do A, that is not submission. That's agreement. Submission to God begins at the place where you do not agree with him. If you want A but God says do B, and you have to release A in order to do B, that's where submission transpires. And without submission to God, there is no worship. Because worship is costly. Agreement costs you nothing. Worship costs you everything. Joseph, this is going to be costly, but it's so valuable. The things that are costly are also valuable. Whenever you see somebody driving a nice car, you want to know how much that costs because the cost that they paid, that's how valuable it is. And everything that is worthy of possessing is costly. Forgiveness is costly. It costs you something, but it's so valuable. It's more valuable than you know. There's an avalanche of salvation on the other side of your forgiveness. God, this morning, will make a way where there seems to be no way. You simply have to make a decision. I'm going to be a Joseph. I'm going to say yes to God. Holy Spirit, I pray that you'd move on every heart and every soul. Move on every mind. Hallelujah. Release true forgiveness. Let there be a, a flood 
of forgiveness in this place. Transform every no way. Transform every no way into a yes, Lord. Lord, there are some who have been standing at the burning bush of forgiveness even for years. Fighting their own hearts. Trying to come to a yes, Lord. But today, God, you are releasing your power. The supernatural power of the Holy Spirit to say yes. To say yes. Some of you might just need to speak it out. God, I say yes to you. I say yes to you. I say yes. Salvation's on the other side of your yes. Deliverance is on the other side of your yes. Your yes is powerful. Your yes is mighty. That's all God's been waiting for is your yes. The whole story moves forward. There's a story waiting to be told. And the only thing missing is your yes. Right now, just take your time before the Lord. Let your heart say yes. And for some of you, it's just an unconditional yes to God. It's just God, I don't even know. But Lord, you're going to show me things. I know you're going to show me things in the days to come that I don't like, that I don't believe you're in, that I never thought of. God, in advance, I say yes to your will. I say yes to your way. I give you an unconditional yes. I give you an unconditional yes.